When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Our episodes deal with serious and often distressing incidents that may not be suitable for children. If you struggle with addiction, feel depressed or have suicidal thoughts and you need support, please contact your local crisis centre or reach out to a friend to ask for help. On August 6th, 2017, Little Peep would tell the Sunday Times of London in an interview he wanted to be the Kurt Cobain for the social media generation. Rolling Stone said he had the casual charisma of a born star and shamelessly catchy music that combined emo melodies and hip-hop beats. In the final leg of his Come Over When You're Sober world tour, the rapper would share a series of eerie Instagram posts with one reading, When I die, you will love me. On November 15th, before his scheduled Tucson show, two 16-year-old fans, Nick Dowd and Mariah Bonds, would approach the rapper, offering him drugs. For the two fans, sitting on the tour bus of Lil Peep was a dream come true. The three got high, talked video games, clothes and music. However, their fateful encounter would have tragic consequences. Just a few hours later, the rapper would be found alone and dead of a suspected drug overdose. Join us on a supernatural journey as we investigate the mysterious death of the poetic rapper Will Peep and his backstage exit to the afterlife. This is Death by Misadventure. Gustav R. was born on November 1, 1996, under the zodiac sign of Scorpio, in Allentown, Pennsylvania. He was of Irish descent on his mother's side and Swedish with German descent on his father's side. His parents, both Harvard graduates, his mother Liza Womack was a first-grade teacher and his father Carl, a college professor. Gustav had one older brother, Oscar, the two little boys were close and enjoyed wrestling around the house. Liza encouraged her sons to be creative, and they liked to paint. At night, to wash away the loneliness, Liza would play James Brown records and dance the night away with both little boys on her hips until her husband came home. The family moved to Long Island, New York in 2001, when Carl got a job teaching at Hofstra University. 
Gustav loved to dance and was quite talented. He took ballet and tap lessons when he was five, and when he turned seven, he started to learn hip-hop. His parents took him to see the film Billy Elliot to encourage his artistic growth and continue to march to his own beat. His passion for music grew, and by the time he was in seventh grade, Gustav started to lose interest in school, and his parents became concerned. However, his school problems were also fueled by his troubles at home. His parents' marriage was falling apart, and Gustav, a sensitive child, he realized something was wrong. By the time he turned 14, they split, and his father moved out of the family home. Liza was now a single mom, and she was concerned about her son's emotional well-being, so she immediately put them into therapy. However, Gustav, feeling abandoned by his father, at one point refused to see him. His rebellious ways continued, and at the age of 14, he got his first tattoo sleeve, started getting facial piercings, and began making music in his bedroom. Soon, he grew tired of high school, and later decided he didn't want to try to fit in. However, he always got good grades, even though he rarely attended class. By 2013, he dropped out of high school due to his depression and took online courses to earn his diploma. His mom would do his homework at night to help him graduate. His musical interests grew, and he found out about a local underground rap scene through YouTube and SoundCloud and wanted to become a part of it. After graduation, he headed to Los Angeles. Although Lil Peep was a loner in high school, he found friendship online. After arriving in L.A., he initially lived on Skid Row, dipping in and out of homelessness and crashing at Brennan Savage's apartment, an old friend from high school. However, the two eventually parted ways when Brandon decided to pursue a college degree. Peep eventually met up with Memphis producer Jay Green and Florida rappers Ghost Main and Craig Zen, living with them while forming the collective Schema Posse. According to Lil Peep, he originally met Craig Zen online and was introduced to Jay Green, who needed a singer. Lil Peep also attempted to attend Glendale Community College during his first year living in Los Angeles, but eventually dropped out. In September 2015, Lil Peep released his first mixtape, Lil Peep Part 1, gaining over 4,000 streams during its first week on SoundCloud. The success of his SoundCloud release fueled his fan base, and he gained street cred with other rappers. After releasing the song Beamer Boy, Peep performed live for the first time with the rest of Schema Posse in March 2016 in Tucson, Arizona. However, the following month, Schema Posse broke up, but they remained friends. During this time, Peep remained living on Skid Row and became part of the Goth Boy Click Collective, which focused on melodic trap with emotional lyrics highly influenced by pop punk and grunge. The collective was built to create a space for like-minded rappers who shared the same niche interests within the genre, allowing Lil Peep to find a place of his own within the scene. The group shared a squat in Skid Row with Peep and often shared beds. According to Lil Peep, 
Crybaby was recorded within the space of three days with a $150 microphone and was released in June 2016. The new release gained the attention of First Access Entertainment and they offered to invest in Lil Peep's career. In addition to providing business advice, he found a kindred spirit and formed a friendship with co-founder CEO Sarah Stennett, who helped him realize his musical vision. In September 2016, Lil Peep released Hellboy. Songs from Hellboy, such as Girls and OMFG, became hugely popular on both YouTube and SoundCloud with millions of views. The success from Hellboy led to Peep going on his first ever solo tour across the United States, called The Peep Show Tour, starting in April 2017 and ending in May 2017. After completing the tour, Peep hopped on a plane to London. There, he began collaborating with rapper McConan and friend Bexy. While living in London, Peep recorded Come Over When You're Sober, Part 1, and Come Over When You're Sober, Part 2, an EP entitled Goth Angel Sinner, and an untitled project with McConan. He released his debut studio album, Come Over When You're Sober, Part 1, on August 15, 2017. He quickly announced his first world tour, starting in the UK, going on to Germany, and was scheduled to complete his tour in the United States. He would go on to play the Rolling Loud Festival in California in October, and played to sold-out crowds in New York, D.C., and Atlanta. However, the rapper's tour would soon take a deadly turn. This episode of Death by Misadventure is made possible by our sponsor, Care-of. Care-of is a subscription service that makes it easy to get vitamins, protein powders, and more personalized just for you and delivered straight to your door. Give yourself support this season with a boost. Whether you're looking for energy, better sleep to maintain stress, or something else to help you feel your healthiest. The online quiz is now new and improved to help you learn if you're getting enough protein, fiber, and good fats to determine if you could benefit from Care-of's new natural protein powders. Care-of delivers daily vitamin and supplement packs along with protein and more, all customized to your recommendations, so you're only taking what you really need. I love my new health and wellness plan. My vitamins are delivered in convenient 30 daily packs each month. Each morning, I grab a pack before I head down to the beach with my doggies, Jackson Candy, for our daily walk. Not only do I have more energy, I sleep better at night by using the Care of program. I also track my progress with the Care of app, and I even earn rewards when I remember to take my vitamins. For 30% off your first Care of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter Misadventure30. Now back to our show. Peep always knew he was going to be an artist, but in relationships, he was less confident. He once said in an interview, 
I've had my heart broken in a lot of different ways, a lot of different times by different people. Whether it be a family member, a girlfriend, a friend, just all types of relying on people, making yourself vulnerable to people, and then they fuck you over. You just want to succeed and rub it in their face. His sensitive Scorpio soul always shined through his lyrics in the songs he wrote, combining themes of suicide and revenge with trap drums and scraggly guitars. Pitchfork magazine crowned him an emo rapper who was reinventing love angst for a new generation. Like a true Scorpio, what made Pete most intoxicating was the fact he wasn't afraid to walk alone in the darkness, sharing his thoughts with his fans and saying out loud what many people were already thinking privately. Pete was strongly driven by his emotions, influenced by his own ever-changing moods, as well as the moods of those around him. He had a mystical quality to him, intuitive, and people were naturally drawn to him. His first love, of course, was his mother, Liza. In astrology, his moon in Cancer illuminates the close and personal relationship he shared with her. This aspect allowed him to connect with fans on the most intimate level, and he channeled his vulnerability back into his music. The first girl to capture his heart was Emma Harris, who he met in third grade. Love is always special, but your first love moves you in a way that is inherently unique. The two shared a karmic bond, and they leaned on each other growing up. After Peep graduated from high school, she followed him out to California. However, like many teen romances, the relationship was on and off, but they remained close friends. In love, Scorpios are always looking for an iconic relationship, a Hall of Fame soulmate story, and he refused to settle for less. Peep was in search for his mythic other half, the person who would heal his broken heart. But his insecurities ran deep from his troubled childhood, and it was hard for him to find one person to fill the emotional void. His love was passionate and all-consuming, but his depression was emotionally crippling at times. In August 2017, he came out as bisexual on a Twitter post around the time he was dating the actress and singer, Bella Thorne. The two were spotted kissing while out and about in Los Angeles. However, neither Thorne nor Peep confirmed their relationship at the time, and it quickly fizzled out. Next, he met and started dating Instagram influencer Arzalia Rodriguez Alibra during his Come Over When You're Sober tour. It was a life-changing moment for both of them that would lead to a tragic ending. On August 6, 2017, the formerly homeless rapper in an interview would tell the Sunday Times of London he wanted to be the Kurt Cobain for the social media generation. Born under the life path number one, Little Peep was a free spirit and had a passion for his art. He didn't have a record label, but he was huge on Instagram. He idolized the Seattle grunge rocker and told the newspaper, I would love to be the new Kurt Cobain. His 2016 breakthrough mixtape, Hellboy, included a song called Cobain. Stereo Gum would write, how Little Peep leaned into the comparison, sometimes in reckless and destructive ways. Despite his quick rise to fame, Little Peep admitted he struggled with drug abuse and suicidal thoughts. 
I suffer from depression, and sometimes I wake up and I'm like, fuck, I wish I didn't wake up, he told Pitchfork. That was part of why I moved to California, trying to get away from the place that was doing that to me and the people I was around. I realized it was just myself. It's a chemical imbalance in my brain. In the days leading up to his sudden death, the emerging rapper would post a series of emotional Instagram posts with his millions of followers. On November 14th, 2017, he would write a cry for help from El Paso, Texas. I just want to be everybody's everything. I want too much from people, but then I don't want anything from them at the same time. You feel me? I don't let people help me, but I need help. But not when I have my pills. But that's temporary. One day maybe, I won't die young, and I'll be happy. What is happy? I always have happiness for like 10 seconds, and then it's gone. I'm getting so tired of this. In another eerie post, Little Peep attempts to drop an unidentified pill into his mouth, swallowing it and shaking a prescription bottle that appears full of pills. And one more post stating, I feel empty. It was clear that the promising young rapper was depressed and perhaps suicidal. On the day of his death, the 21-year-old rapper took to social media to post one last photo from a recent concert with the foreboding caption, when I die, you'll love me. On Wednesday, before his Come Over When You're Sober tour show, Little Pete met with fans to take pictures. He would write again on Instagram, Look at my beautiful fans, aww. However, this is where the story would take a very dark turn. Just a few hours before his show, Two 16-year-old fans, Nick Dowd and Mariah Bonds, would approach Little Peep, offering him drugs. Mariah would later state MacNed, the GBC rapper, had posted a direct message on Twitter earlier that day with a so-called emoji, asking if anyone in the Tucson area could hook him up with drugs, specifically opiates. Nick and Mariah responded, stating they didn't know how to get opiates, but they definitely had weed, THC wax, and some Xanax. At 1.26 p.m., Mariah would message MacNet on Twitter, let you know when I get there. A couple of hours later, at around 3.20 p.m., Mariah would message him again, stating, 10 minutes away, we have the joints, wax, pods, and zans. After the two fans arrived, Little Peep took photos with them, and Nick pulled out a few joints from his pocket, asking if he wanted to smoke or dab. The rapper invited them on the tour bus, and it was around this time that Mariah allegedly gave her bag of Xanax to MacNed, although he would later deny this, insisting Little Peep had the bag. For the two teen fans, sitting on the tour bus with Little Peep was a dream come true. Although life on the road wore the rapper down, he seemed genuinely happy to connect with both fans that day in Tucson. The three got high, talked video games, clothes, and music. He was in a very good mood, Nick Dowd would later tell Rolling Stone magazine. He said at one point, the rapper looked out the bus window and said, Today is a good day. Not every day is a good day, but today is. I feel good. However, mysteriously, less than one hour later, Little Peep would drift off to sleep and would never wake up again. Inside the club, Little Peep fans were excited to watch the opening acts. 
but became worried as they were asked to leave after paramedics arrived on scene. Little Peep, who often laced his songs with dark lyrics like, I don't want to die alone right now, but I admit I do sometimes. Although depressed at times, left no indication he intended to die that afternoon. His manager, Chase Ortega, would later break the tragic news to fans via Twitter the next morning, writing, I've been expecting this call for a year. Motherfucker. The hip-hop community mourned the loss of Lil Peep on Saturday, December 2nd, 2017. The service was announced on the late rapper's official Instagram account and promised to be a celebration of his fascinating, colorful life. His friends and family gathered at the Alegria Hotel in his hometown of Long Beach, New York, to remember the talented but troubled artist. The memorial event was standing room only and included loving words from both his mother, Liza Womack, and his grandmother, Jenny Kastner, and close friends. The service was live-streamed on YouTube to allow fans to pay their final respects. Lil Peep's grandmother, Jenny Kastner, began the memorial service and spoke about the number of fan letters she'd read since his passing and how touched she was by their outpouring of love and support. One fan wrote, He wasn't a modern-day Kurt Cobain, but a true original, and left behind a music legacy that will have a far greater impact. His kindness will live on through the people who loved him the most. Another fan wrote, I don't know of any famous person that lets the outside regular people like me that aren't famous into their lives. He was completely unique, a gift from God that was handed to us for a short period of time to change the world for the better. Another friend, Eddie Whalen, remembered how Lil Peep encouraged him to create his own personal style and told him to throw out his sketchers and stop tucking his shirts into his pants pulled high above his waist. Emma Harris, who once dated the rapper, spoke of falling in love with Lil Peep when she was in fifth grade and how she had never met anyone who colored her hair more than him. She stated how heartbroken she was and couldn't stop crying over losing her dear friend. His mom pointed out that despite appearances, her son was sensitive and vulnerable too. She said he was hurt terribly when his friends said he was no longer welcome in their homes due to how he looked and his lifestyle. The rejection made him fall into a deep depression and his grades dropped. This experience helped Lil Peep feel more empathy for people who suffer injustice on a daily basis because of their appearance or how much money they had. She said Lil Peep saw how the cool kids who lived in the fancy neighborhoods and treated him like an outsider. Lil Peep got fed up with that superficial world. He rejected being molded into a box and rebelled by getting his first tattoo. In a previous interview with GQ, the rapper explained 
how his tattoos were inspired by the rich grounding of his family life, through to the intense creativity of his work and his personal relationships. He told the magazine, he believed it really doesn't matter what you look like. Your inner beauty will shine to show your true spiritual beauty. If you can see this, so can others. His mom continued by saying, Lil Peep's rise to stardom was powered by his relentless drive and how he often labored through the night. As a musician, he was a huge fan of Frank Sinatra, and his favorite song to sing was Fly Me to the Moon. In closing the service, she said, My sweet little peeper is gone now, but he has surely left us a lot of wonderful material to review and consider. I am so proud of him. You have no idea. After the service, family laid roses in the surf in Lil Peep's honor. After his death, Little Peep's passing made headlines around the world, from the New York Times to Rolling Stone magazine. However, social media, where he first gained his fan following on Instagram and SoundCloud, showed the most love. Many fans called him an angel who saved many lives with his music. Mind equals blown writes, Peep wasn't afraid to push boundaries, not only artistically, but socially as well. From speaking out against abuse, homophobia, and hypermasculinity, to starting an open conversation about mental health, Little Peep used his platform to create a community and discuss issues that mattered. His frankness was a gateway to connecting with his fans, providing a voice and a safe haven for those in desperate need. Another fan wrote on Instagram, When I think of Little Peep, I think of a big broken heart that has been delicately patched, sewn, stapled, safety pinned, and stuffed all back together, which he wasn't afraid to wear on a sleeve, says Josephine Lee. This is very apparent in everything he touched and shared with the world, from his music, to his art, to his personal relationships, and to his style. He wore a sense of humor and found the fun in the darkest places. He wore his nostalgia for the 2000s and his love for 2017. He wore his music, heart, and soul. Actress Bella Thorne posted on Twitter, Peep, you deserved more out of life. Life didn't do your greatness justice. His girlfriend Azalea, heartbroken over his tragic death, posted, I love you, monkey. I feel you here. You are in everything. I just want to be with you again. Nothing will ever be the same. I will never be the same. I'm trying everything to be strong for you, but it's so hard. I don't want to be here without you. The pain is heavy in my soul. His brother Oscar expressed his concern to Long Island Herald. The coverage of his brother's death didn't truly capture who he was. Oscar said he wasn't different, but he was just more. Peep was all about finding this connection with people and making sure their feelings weren't ignored or that they noticed that somebody was able to communicate those things that seemed important through lyrics and song. Oscar and a family friend, Kyle, also paid tribute to Peep's mom for supporting his career and how she helped him chase his dreams in every possible way. They believed she was a huge part of why he was so successful, 
No matter what happened, he always had his mom and others there for him. Despite having his career cut so short, Little Peep released four mixtapes and six EPs. The Duke Chronicle wrote how he was a savant in the way he put songs together. Although lines about depression and suicide had always riddled his music, they felt even more significant after his death and eerily predictive of his tragic end. The raw honesty and transparency with which he sang about his pain is what made him so relatable to so many fans. In society, we're often encouraged to paint over our struggles in daily life. Peep leaned into them and exposed them for what they were. After his unexpected death, his mom and brother who inherited his estate kept the candle burning for Peep's music and legacy to live on. Due to his prolific writing, a number of songs and projects were completed prior to his death. The first official posthumous release arrived within 24 hours of his death. As Wiggy, a director of many of Peep's music videos, released the official video for then an unreleased song, 16 Lines. The rapper's fan base and popularity continued to grow quickly, which resulted in a significant increase in sales and streams of his music. The single, Awful Things, from Come Over When You're Sober Part 1 charted, becoming his first entry on the Billboard Hot 100 at number 79. By September 2018, the music world was also mourning the loss of XXX, Tentacion, who was murdered, and the two rappers were posthumously brought together by tragedy on the track Falling Down, written by Little Peep and McConan. McConan said in an interview it came together during his recording sessions with Peep in London, where they were working on an album. X had heard the snippet on YouTube, and he wanted to be a part of the song, and he recorded some parts prior to his death. X's mom and his family reached out and asked if he could still be part of the song. McConan agreed because he was making music with Peep to bring people together. On November 9, 2018, Little Peep's estate released his first posthumous project, Come Over When You're Sober Part 2, and it hit number four on the Billboard charts. On March 10, 2019, a haunting documentary about Little Peep's life, Everybody's Everything, produced by his mom and Tarek's Malik, premiered at the South by Southwest Film Festival to rave reviews. The film interviews everyone from Peep's family to his girlfriends, his music collaborators, managers, fans, trying to capture exactly what it was about this shy, vulnerable kid that made him such a self-made sensation and the short years between the launch of his career via rough bedroom recordings to his tragic drug overdose at the age of 21. The documentary ends with a bittersweet commentary from his grandfather, who has Peep's ashes buried in his garden. He clearly never stopped seeing him as his little boy, and his quiet ruminations on mortality and manhood pays tribute to the grandson he loved so much. Lil Peep died only two weeks after celebrating his 21st birthday. In spiritual circles, many believe an early death is often in a way for an evolved soul to make a greater emotional impact in the lives of those they love and for others who are just like them 
who needs their help. One fan wrote on Reddit, I saw him a month before he passed away, and as soon as he walked on stage, I felt like I was looking at someone special. After he passed, and I kept listening to his music, I began to think that he had some sort of sixth sense, like an awareness of life and death on a level higher than most people. I listened to his music constantly, and I just wonder how he was so aware that he was going to die so soon. In his songs, Lil Peep freely spoke of his fears, depression, drug use, love, and death. A soulful preacher speaking to his choir, who confessed all his sins through his words and music. No doubt, the story of the poetic rapper will continue to live on in the hearts and playlists of those who loved him most. A generation affected by his vulnerability and unapologetic music. Lil Peep, gone but never forgotten. Death by Misadventure was produced by Cosmic Media and written by me, J.C. Nova. Our supernatural team of co-hosts includes the talented Eduardo Fahey in London, Tom Dre, our master numerologist and paranormal investigator in L.A., Paul Robinson, magi and musician in Marin, and myself, I'm a psychic astrologer and paranormal investigator in Los Angeles and San Francisco. This episode was recorded at Robin Sound Studios in Marin, California, and also at Union Recording Studio in West Hollywood, California. Kudos to sound engineers Paul Robinson and Noah Shanklin. A special thanks to audio producer Christopher Lang in Tucson, who brings each episode to life, and Paulina from Upper Planet in London. She's responsible for the super cool design of our official website. She's also the designer for one of our favorite true crime podcasts, Case File. Please like and follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash death by misadventure podcast. Each episode is available for download direct via our website at deathbymisadventure.co.uk and also at iTunes, Google Play, Castbox, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Last but not least, our podcast is hosted by Libsyn. I'm JC Nova, and this has been Death by Misadventure. Thanks for listening. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.